Welcome, everybody, to the Seattle Sports Union Podcast. Tonight, we have Rob the Soul Cal Seahawk, Matt Page, me, Abraham DeWeese, and our man, the ferryman, the guy who brings you across the river sticks, the guy who likes to tow your car because it gives him just a nice, smiling, <laughs> happy feeling. And um, yeah, that would be uh, Brian, the soul man, soul lack. How are you guys doing tonight? Pretty good. That's quite Pretty a good. Yeah, you know, that's give it, give it, due, give it due credit to the toe father, as we like to call him. I'm the toe father, yeah. <laughs> you, don't, you don't cross him because things can happen to your car. Well, yeah. I actually had a better, I had a better, oh, go ahead. Uh, I was sorry, I just wanted to say real quick, that's actually kind of strange. We all said we're doing pretty good. We don't normally all respond with such positivity after <laughs> Good point. I got well, new but, tires today, so I'm feeling really good. I have new brakes, new tires. Yeah. And I spent uh, almost 1300 bucks on car maintenance. And dang it, I'm going to smile and spend this money on hey, you, maintenance. You spent, well, you, 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 kept the, you kept the toe father at bay. You got, you got yourself, uh, you know, six months of, of safety from him. That is true. It's that, yeah. Oh, <laughs> I, I want to know why, that, why, huh? why wasn't your son over there doing it for you instead? He's, he's at free labor, Abe. Oh, well, you got 10,000 people being laid off from Boeing. I think he's trying to, he's trying to make I'm sure that doesn't happen. Yeah. Uh, good, good point. Good point. <clears throat> right on. I'm a little bit sore about the car issue thing. Cause it's funny. You mentioned tires. I just found out when I, I got, I bought uh, new tires the other day. And I uh, found out that my camber is off on my front end. And so my, my tires in the front are wearing uh, to the outside more than the oh. inside. So I don't know how much it's going to cost to get that adjusted. Wait, how so, is that uh, even possible? Yeah, oh. some, something about uh, it, it can be, be, be sagging suspension. It can be, it you know, has to do with the alignment and everything else. But yeah, if you're, if you're ever, if your tire is ever wearing to the inside or the outside more than the other, then there's a problem. So I got to get that fixed on my car. I'm not happy about it. Well, you are over 40. Sagging suspension does happen. <laughs> I'm nowhere near 40. I still, have a, I still have nearly a full three years before I reach Oh, 40. okay. All right. Sorry. Oh, yeah. Sorry. So I'm not the youngest on this call. Wow. No, you're not. Sweet. Well, Yay. I got some bad news for you in three years. <laughs> Sagging suspension, that's just, that's just part of it. That's a, it's, part of, it's part of life. Yeah. Um, Hey, hey, I here, hang, hang on. Here in the election okay. season, the next thing you'll find is you'll have a hanging chad. A hanging chad. <laughs> Sorry, Brian. Oh, uh, no, you're good. Um, <laughs> I don't know how to follow that one. but um, Before we get started, actually, I have a question for Rob. Some of our listeners have that I know personally email me and they're curious, how, how are you become a Seahawks fan? Are you from the Northwest? I mean, tell us a little bit why or how you became a Seahawks fan. Oh, totally. No. So um, I was born and raised in Bremerton, Washington, just uh, just across the water from Seattle. Um, and uh, myself and my grandparents who had uh, season tickets as far back as I can remember in the good old kingdom, uh, we used to uh, you know drive down to the ferry terminal in Bremerton and take the ferry across and stop at the McDonald's down below the ferry terminal when it was still there and um, then walk over to the kingdom through Pioneer Square and watch the Seahawks watch the climb to a 300 level of the kingdom, mind you, <laughs> just to watch the Seahawks lose every Sunday from uh, <laughs> from from August to uh, December. Um, so, yeah, I, I've, been, uh, I've, been, I've been a Seahawks fan since as far back as I can remember. Um, I used to know the kingdom, you know, like the back of my hand. So, um, yeah, always, always been a Seahawks fan. Um, and I, you know, was there for, I was there for the two and 14 season. You know, I was there for, I was there for the, I think it was the, um, the Miami playoff game. I was there for, you know, the, the Rick Myers and the Stan Gelbaz and the John Freeze and the Chris Warns and the Ricky Waters and the Cortez Squires and Mike McCrary's and, you know, Eugene Robinson's and Robert Blackman's and all that good stuff. So yeah, I've been yeah. in the beginning. All That's better, awesome. all better defensive players than what we have. <laughs> we'll, get to, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Well, thank you for sharing that. That's awesome. I do miss me some Eugene Robinson. I like Eugene was great. He had, he, he had a little a fall from grace at the end when he was in Atlanta, but we won't talk about that. No, we're not going to talk about that. <laughs> hey, I've been to Atlanta. A fall from grace is typical. 
when you get it. Yeah, it's, oh. <laughs> it's part of the show. It's part of Atlanta. <laughs> All right. I, I want to hear it, guys. Are you stunned by the Seahawks loss? Let's start with you, Rob. Am I stunned by the Seahawks loss? Uh, you know, I, I wasn't stunned by the loss. How I was very disappointed by the loss, but um, I, and I'll say what I said in my podcast, which was very quick um, and very to the point. It was short and sweet. Well, it was, it was short anyway. I don't know about how sweet it was. But uh, um, I, I felt that this game was just was oncoming from the, from the previous game against Minnesota. I think it was an eventuality um, where, you know, the defense was just not good enough to hold on to, uh, you know, for us to win a game. The offense played great. And the Minnesota game was different in that respect because we, we, we came out, you know, kind of firing. Um, excuse me. They came out firing. We, we were down um, uh, in the Minnesota game. But we came out firing in this game against Arizona. But when it all came down to it, it was the defense, you know, that, that had to, you know, uh, hold the other team, uh, you know, at, from, from, from taking the game over. And um, we just made it out of that Minnesota game. We scored in the last play of the game. You know, so it looked like the offense really made the difference. But, um, again, it, the, the defense just not being able to assist with putting teams away, I think this was just an eventuality. We scored a lot of points, you know, and I've been hanging on, hanging on the, you know, the whole thing where if we just keep scoring, you know, our, our good offense is going to be a good defense, um, you know, or it's going to help our defense. And, and that just didn't work out this, this week. And I think it's going to be that way um, moving forward against, against teams uh, with offenses that can be any sort of prolific, uh, a quarterback who can, who can, who can make things happen, but, uh, you know, in the pocket, um, you know, like Tyler Murray, or when we get to play some, you know, these real good quarterbacks, you know, and good these other prolific offenses, it's going to be the same situation unless we get the defense short up. So, um, no, I wasn't stunned, but I was highly disappointed. Okay. How about you, Matt? I have to agree that exactly in that in the wording is that I wasn't stunned, but I was very disappointed. I, I think it's well put, exactly. Um, you know, they're they're basically us, but a little bit younger and with a less talented quarterback. Although some people will debate that, I, I no, I don't. I don't think there's even comparison between the two. Um, but he does have the ability. Mr. Murray has the ability to make some make things happen, and and is dangerous back there um, in his own right. Um, yeah, no, I just. It was disappointing, and we were making dumb mistakes. And the, the reality of it was, I, I think we were due for a down game, and I think I think Russ was due for a an off night, and he definitely had an off night. Um, but you know, we, we were it was it was overconfidence, or or just a matter of everyone having a bad night. I don't know. What do you mean by? Bad night for Russ. I mean, he, his stats are amazing. You how, many, about how many interceptions did he throw? I was waiting to hear that. Okay, <laughs> three. <laughs> and how many of them shouldn't have been thrown? Three. Yeah, yeah. all three. No, I, I I watched them all, and I couldn't justify any of those throws. I was like, what was he thinking? He just, he, you know, he, he just he mentally wasn't there. And unfortunately, yeah, when we don't have a defense. We are on our offense is heavily reliant on our quarterback, and our quarterback isn't mentally there. We're going to make mistakes. I think I think the interception he threw to DK, or, or uh, that that uh, Patrick Peterson ended up getting in the in the back corner of the end. I think that was more of just a, a, a miscommunication. But it it but it but it's a testament to what you're saying is you know the head head being out of it or or just you know being on the wrong page or whatever the case may be. <laughs> but uh, that one, I mean, because if you if you look at that play, Patrick Peterson was six, seven yards away from DK Metcalf in the end zone. I, I think that if Russell had, and him had been on the, been on the same page, that was six points, but the ball sailed right over DK Metcalf's head and into, yeah. head, into Patrick Peterson's hands. So um, I think that he was expecting him to go to that back corner of the end zone, and he didn't. Instead, he stayed at the front corner, and he was clearly open. I mean, if that ball would have came, you know, five yards shorter, it would have been a jump ball between those two, and I would put my money on DK Metcalf for that one. So, um that that one I give him a little bit of a pass, but the other two, especially that, especially the lollipop that Buddha Baker took back, um, you know that one was that was just really bad. He's done that before. We've seen that before too from Russell, um, and uh, and that was like, come on, Russ, you gotta you gotta put that ball in there. Abraham, your thoughts? I'm not stunned. This team has given up 500 yards like pretty much every week. <laughs> this is not a good defense, people. And this is, this is Matt, actually, you brought up a good point, and I hate to say that because there are so few good points you bring up. I thought I ought to point this one out, that 
the Cardinals are basically the Seahawks just younger. And that's what the, it's like looking in a mirror guys. And it's a, it's, it's just a scenario where, and I said this last week, it's a scenario where you can't just keep letting the floodgates of points flow. You can't just keep giving up 28 points in this week. It was 37 points and expect to win every single week. This is not a, this is not a championship defense and defense wins championships. We know that that's the, that's the old adage. That's the old phrase. And it's true. And this is just not good enough. And, and I knew this is what was going to happen. This, this was a pathetic performance by the defense. And I, Russell Wilson threw three interceptions. Yes, I get it. It was a bad week by him. He can't be Mr. Amazing every single week. I know that his holy water that he sells, the one that prevents concussions, is great. Mm-hmm. It's fantastic. But he's not a god. He is just a man. And he's going to have mortal days like this. Last for me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. The holy water is great. Everybody go out and buy that holy water. Uh-huh. <laughs> well said. Well said. Um, with that said, is this the worst Seahawks defense of all time? Abe? <laughs> yes. Oh my God. I can't believe Rob English, the soul Cal Seahawk just listed a bunch of guys from the nineties. That would be superstars on this team. When you look at guys like Cortez Kennedy, when you look at guys like Michael Sinclair and you brought up Robert Blackman, hell, I'll even go to 2005, 2005. We thought that was not a very good defense with the likes of Michael Bulware with Ken Hamlin, uh, you know, and you know the the uh, oh god, what was the what was the defensive line? The name? draft pick, the one guy, the one year wonder guy. Um, I was thinking about the defensive lineman that we got, Grant Winstrom, and I, I'm just like, yeah. Oh my god, I would take all of these guys in a second. I only can list a couple guys on my fingers who played on Sunday, who I thought were above average. Yeah, yeah, I have to, I have to agree with that. The defense is is really, it's really hard to say it too because we all remember in August, you know, we were talking about how this defense could be one of the best defenses in football. We were all saying it. Mm-hmm. We were all saying that this is especially the secondary. We were touting this, this secondary to be, oh, this is going to be, this yeah, is going to yeah. be everything, you know. Um, and then, and here we are saying, you know, singing the same old song. So. Um, and the great, we have, we have injuries and everything that we're dealing with, but, um, you know, I, I, as I said before, I've said previously, I have not been the guy to want to go ahead and blame the defensive coordinator, but, um, you know, sometimes I just, I, I go the way of the company man and the way, and the way company, the company goes sometimes it's just business when you're not performing, the dude in charge has to go, and I think I think we might end up seeing uh, a change at DC uh, in the in the not so uh, distant future here. Bring back that, r- r- real real quick. I got to interrupt. D- does that disappoint you, Rob? I know you're a fan. Of, you said before you're a fan of Ken Norton. Yeah, it's disappointing again because I I, I struggle with you know wanting to blame the coach. You know, we've talked before about coaches who who get fired even when the teams are performing fairly well. Um, and I, I just you know I look at it okay. We, we, we are so quick to compare this current defense to just previous defenses or even, first, you know, uh, historical defenses. And, and, you know, it's like, how often do you, how often do you come with a defense that good? You know, we've been treated to a, 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 a historically great teams in, 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 you know, in, in the past. And, um, you know, but that all being said, this defense is, all, is nearly or is historically bad. And that's a problem, you know, so yeah. I mean, Given up, we're, I mean, we're just hemorrhaging, hemorrhaging yards, um, you know, and and that's and that that's there's you know there's no way you can really argue it. It's a problem, you know what I mean. So if the coach that we have can't make do with with the players, you know, unfortunately, sometimes the coaches have there has to be a change made, and um, you know, coaches are casualties sometimes, and I think that's probably going to end up happening. Um, and it, it's unfortunate. It disappoints me, yeah, because I'm a Ken Norton fan, but. Uh, I'm ready to see. I'm ready to see a change, just because it's not working. You know what I mean? Just some, just do something different, even if it fails too. Let me see. Let me let us see it fail at something different than failing at the same old thing every week. You're making an adjustment. You're trying. Yeah. And yeah. For the record, uh, I think Abraham. I think what you're trying to say is that Lofa Tutapu would would be like 
the star of this defense is what you're thinking. Yes, Lofa Tatupu, okay. who tackled Tui Asasopo at the two-yard line. Yes, um, <laughs> that was an old comedy routine. I forget the name of the comedian, but he used to use that. <laughs> Say list. that ten times fast. Yeah, yeah. pretty much, yeah. No, uh, Lofa Tatupu uh, was, uh, he, you know... Um, he was good he was for good. three years. He, he had a good short <laughs> run in that 2005 team. I, I don't know. I just, I, maybe I underest, maybe I have to reevaluate that 2005 defense and maybe it was much better than I thought it was because what I'm seeing is not good. It's, well, um, my, my two cents about this defense is we have some serious injuries to that secondary. I still think if that secondary, if all four starters are at our back there, it's probably the best in the game period. Um, and, and we, yeah, we've had trouble having all four there. But theoretically, we're going to get back Adams shortly, and 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 you know, by hopefully, you know, long before playoffs, we'll have back all four healthy back there again. Uh, up front, obviously, yes, we're letting up ridiculous amount. I mean, player teams could rush for a thousand yards against us in one game, just running it up the gut, and it's been embarrassing. We have some intriguing reinforcements coming in that regard, which we'll get to later on in the show here. But uh, yeah, right now it's. It, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say the whole defense is epically bad. I still like the core of of, of the linebacker core, like meaning meaning the main two guys of three. And I do, and I, I still consistently believe that when we get everyone active in the in the uh, in the secondary, it's one of the best in the game. It's just that defensive line is so bad, so bad. Is it true? Is, is it true that we did not touch Tyler Murray once? I mean, is that, I mean, I, I, what I read is we didn't have no pressure. Am I, am I wrong? Did we knock him down ever? The stats were four. It was four pressures. Uh, zero sacks, zero hits. I'm sure he got touched. Someone shook his hand after the game. <laughs> <laughs> probably, probably Russell, but anyways, yeah. <laughs> that's sad. Uh, um, he, he bring that up. Some new faces come in, uh, Let's talk about that. We Seahawks actually made another trade this week and got with Carlos Dunlap from the Cincinnati Bengals. Can anybody tell me about who, who is this Dunlap character? He's a character, huh? Okay. What kind of football player is he? I mean, he's, he's a pretty. Another? He's a very good. He, well, he's yeah, he's a pretty solid uh, edge rusher. That's been been wasted on the on the Bengals for. The Bungles or the Bengals, whoever you want to address them, either one is accurate. Uh, he's been a, he's been wasted upon them for quite a while. He's he's a, he's a pretty solid dude. I don't know about in terms of like locker room because him demanding a trade is and and they they abandoned, they left him behind on the on this travel. So I'm not really too sure about him his head recently, but he's coming to a team that has a chance to win it all, and and so that usually has a way to shutting people up who want to go to a good team. Um, and, uh, no, I, I, I think he adds a dimension. Our offensive, our defensive line is, is missing. And, and the, the, the bottom line is we gave up what a conditional seventh rounder or something ridiculous. And we, we, we didn't uh, pay we much. Also we also gave up BJ Finney. Yeah. Yeah. But that was a salary dump. So it saves us money to, to, uh, to carry him. And then we gave up a pick that doesn't even matter. So the bottom line is we didn't pay much to get him. We weren't going to use Finney anyway. Uh, he's used bird in the draft in the, in the depth chart. And, um, I, I like the addition. Yeah. He's a two time pro bowler. Um, and he's had a couple, you know, a couple good years, um, you know, in the, uh, in the, in the sack department, uh, what he's been in the league since I think 2010. So he's not young, but, uh, um, he's, he's got, you know, he, he, he's got the, he's got that veteran know-how. I think he'll, I think he'll be, uh, an asset. Well, we, we certainly could use, anything any help down there yeah. so um yeah i think i think i think maybe he'll be you know this you know this uh defense's version of you know i don't know i was gonna say michael bennett but that's, that might be a stretch but um uh you know it, I, I think anything will help and so you know he was just another guy in the rotation um you know I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing that and when we get snacks in the field hopefully that's gonna that's gonna be an issue or be an issue for opposing offensive lines as well uh, to Robert's point, he projects as a Michael Bennett, but not Michael Bennett in that during uh, NASCAR packages, Michael Bennett moves to D tackle. Rather, he plays 
the D end uh, position on first and second downs that Bennett used to play. And it's going to allow, it's going to allow whomever plays at the Leo position. Uh, so that, that smaller edge rusher position, um, a little bit more leeway. He's long, he's lean, he's a sacking machine. He has something to the effect of, uh, I don't think he's ever broken. No, no, wait, one year he did break 10 sacks, but he's consistent yeah. every year. It's like eight or nine sacks. And superstar coming out of the University of Florida, he's a gator. He's the guy who made Tim Tebow look good as Tim Tebow got overhyped and, you know, all the fame. He made sure he made sure he that they defense. won. Yes, he made sure they won championships. Uh, uh, and, you know, he's he's a good player. Like uh, Rob said, two-time, two-time pro bowler. He isn't a superstar, but that's okay. We have Jamal Adams coming back. It's okay. We have Snacks Harrison coming in. We don't need him to be a superstar. We just need above average. That's all we need out of this defense, guys. This defense has given up five more points per game than last year. If we can just get this down below 25 points per game, 24 points per game, I think we can do well here. I mean, right now the offense is scoring 34 points per game. If he can just get some quarterbacks in this league to at least think twice. I think, I think this is a great pickup and hopefully snacks Harrison can shore up uh, uh, that run defense because it, what we got now doesn't work. So do you, I'm, you guys make good points and I'm still not convinced, I guess. Do you think Dunlap and Harrison can make our other guys play a little bit better? Like Demontre Moore, LJ Collier, Anthony Rush, Rashawn Green, well, Shaquine, Shaq, whatever, Shaquine Griffin, Brian Moan. I mean, guys, these are guys that nobody knows, and obviously there's a reason why nobody knows. Okay. Um, Rush got caught two days ago, yesterday. Uh, oh, yeah, okay. He is gone. And okay. that's leading to speculation that Snacks is ready to go. So you're talking about um, – hang on. I just wanted to throw this out there if I could, Matt. You're talking about yeah. two guys over 31. Um, you know, this is – this is basically Logan's run. Call it or pro sports is basically Logan's run. That that jewel goes off in your palm and says you're really really old at 30. So, I can't I can't say we have to put our trust in them, but okay. my god, it's got to be better than what we have now, right? Yeah, they 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 definitely are a big improvement. Um I I'm I'm pretty excited to see what Snacks can do up the middle. You know he's 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 very consistent in his performance of disrupting the middle and disrupting the run, which we, we're having trouble with. Um, he's he's a big guy. He usually plays nose tackle. We don't really have that position in our in our defense, but um, but he he can you know he can put him in the middle and he'll disrupt the heck out of that offensive line. And you know he's not going to get sacks for you. He's the guy who's just he's a body in the middle that just creates pressure and creates breaks down that pocket and um, grabs the running back if he comes anywhere near him. And, uh, and that combined with, you know, having an actual, another, uh, you know, above average um, edge rusher compared to what we've had is a big improvement. And, you know, um, like I said, they, uh, they cut, um, what's his name? I'm Rush. blanking on his name. Rush. There we go. Sorry. We're blanking on his name. He's no longer a Seahawk. He's no longer relevant. Why should I remember his name? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, <laughs> no. Uh, so they cut Rush. So there's there's speculation that we're finally going to, we're going to see snacks maybe this weekend and, um, uh, you know, get in, get them all in there. And um, for the name like Rush, you'd think he'd be better at rushing the quarterback. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. no. Burn. Burn. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Oh, good. Excellent point. <laughs> who is who is the pitcher in baseball named Homer? Um oh, Homer Bush. Homer Bush, yeah. I mean sometimes you just have a name that doesn't match what you can do. <laughs> yeah, but then sometimes you have an awesome name like Quentin Jammer, who is a great corner. I love that name. That is for a, a good name, yeah. Or that that's was that was <laughs> his actual his name. name. Yeah. Yeah. He's a jammer. <laughs> Who's a uh, merciless? Uh, oh, Whitney, Whitney, Whitney merciless. That's another yeah. great linebacker name. It is. Yeah, <laughs> I love that one too. <laughs> uh, I have a question. It wasn't on our pre-show topics, but 
last couple of days, all of our sports radio, a lot of articles read online. There's mixed reviews on Bobby Wagner this series. So here's my question. Is he playing up to his potential? Is $18 million salary or is he playing more like an $8 million player? I mean, personally, I, I still think he's kicking some ass and he, he's got to, you know, our defense is so sad. I mean, he's got to r- rush down all these other, you know, bu- you know, wide receivers, running backs, because the rest of the defense can't do their job. I mean, are you concerned? Is anybody concerned about the play of Bobby Wagner? No. Bobby Wagner? No, not at all. Yeah. I think like I think it's exactly what you're saying. He's 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 having to cover for too many people. He's just running around like a chicken with head cut off because he's having to cover for too many too many too much thing too many things are getting missed, and so he's having to cover too much area. Okay, okay. So no no concerns at all. You guys are saying. Well, I don't know if Trust he comes. Bobby. If Bobby comes in here and decides to take over the host for this show, you might be concerned, but. I'm not wow. <laughs> I yeah, you know, I'd be I'd be open to Bobby hosting the show. I'm sorry, I have to say that. A lot of swear words here. I want to throw out a tidbit. <laughs> Double digit tackles every game. What are we worried about here? Uh yeah, Rob, uh, Matt, you guys are right. Brian, you guys are all correct. Like uh, he he's working with very little around him and trying to make the best. Let's get Jamal Adams in there. Let's get Carlos Dunlap in there. Let's get Snacks Harrison. Let's see what happens then. Okay. okay. And then let's see what happens when the, on the trade deadline because who knows? We might add more. Wait, are we, we got a few more days. Are we trading Brian? <laughs> oh, my gosh. You weren't supposed to let him know that. Oh, shoot. That was, that, that's on a different <laughs> podcast. My that was apologies. on a deep show, basically. Oh. Yeah. Okay. He did, and he didn't need to know. He was going to find <laughs> out through Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh shit. Uh, anyway, out on, a, on a Friday when we fixed the glitch and we just didn't call him. Moving on, even though I have a few words to say, but I won't say it to directed. <laughs> I. Um, by the way, by the way, if if you guys replaced me with with Bobby Wagner, I'd be happy. I'd like listen to that show. I'd be like, <laughs> finally, someone who knows what he's talking about. Yeah, but no. Uh, <laughs> Before I hear before I hear your reaction, uh, I want to talk. To, I mean, about Metcalf running down Buddha Baker. Do you have any sound bite from that game, Abe, or no? Because Steve Rabels was immaculate. I can pull one up, but uh, give me a minute. Keep talking. Okay. Okay. Anyways, I want to hear you guys' thoughts. I mean, how how freaking cool is that? Seeing DK Metcalf run down Buddha Baker from what ninety? He ran ninety plus yards to catch up to him. I mean. Tell me, tell me what your thoughts were. I think, um, honestly, outside of Tyler Lockett having a banner day at the receiver position, um, I think the biggest, the biggest just tragedy, the biggest discredit uh, to effort uh, uh, to the Seattle to a, any Seattle Seahawks player. You know uh, what I mean is, you know, us losing that game being a, a discredit to any player's effort on the field. That one is the biggest tragedy, really. I mean, we we should have won that game based on that effort alone. That that effort from DK Metcalf on that play not only saved seven points on that play, and at, the, at that point, I'm thinking, okay, all right, we'll hold them to three. And then we didn't even give up the three to them. We should have won the game just simply based on that effort alone. And that is a tragedy that we lost this game because I he I mean talk about putting it all on the leave it all on the field, and he was it was I mean he was. I think he was a few yards deep in the end zone when he took off after Buda Baker. So to run him down, that was, I mean, the bet, you can't ask for a better effort than that. And the game should have been won based on that alone, in my opinion. Well said. How about you, Matt? Yeah, Baker had like 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 a 15 to 20 yard lead when, I mean, yeah, DK was like at the goal line or a little bit into the end zone. And yeah, it was, it was amazing. I mean, I, I, I just started laughing. I'm like, he's going to catch him. He's going to go. Oh my God, he's going to catch him. And I just started laughing. I, you know, it was amazing. It was truly amazing. And, and it went viral. I mean, everyone, everyone everywhere was sharing that the next day. And, and, um, it showed Metcalf's, uh, his true ability. The, the dude can, can absolutely fly. He hit, I think 20, almost 24 miles an hour. Here it is. That's what they clocked him at. Here it is. Outstanding. Uh, maybe. Oh, 
But while I'm queuing that up, at the goal line, that's Buda Baker. Buda Baker out in front. Can Metcalf track him down? Can he chase him down? And he does to save a touchdown. But what a play by Baker, okay. intended for Carson. There we go. Um, yeah, I couldn't find the Steve Rabel, but uh, that should be good enough. And I want to counter Rob English on one item. And this is not a nitpick, Rob. The Soul Cow Seahawk, please do not go on your podcast and talk about the mean man, the mean old man from up north who just picks on you. But I would say the one effort that was probably worse, or the one effort that was probably worse was 1998 when Vinny Testaverde was stopped. <laughs> One yard short no. of the touchdown. No, 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 no. What do you mean, boo? He scored the touchdown. Technically, for <laughs> the game, he scored, he scored the touchdown. All right. Well, I'm being ganged it, up on you. It only been his head that scored the touchdown, but he, he scored the touchdown. I'm saying so that, that defensive that, effort was amazing. <laughs> ben Roethlisberger touched down in the Super Bowl. Well. <laughs> There's that one. <laughs> oh, there you go. How about but those, the, are, but those are those are things that happen from players from the opposing team. I'm talking about when we discredit our, the, the the you know the actions of our own. You know, like we we threw the pick, we saved the touchdown, and then we lost the game. It wasn't like you know, it wasn't like Buda Baker getting handed a touchdown that he didn't actually you know deserve or didn't earn. You know, that was that'd be different. Right. I guess I was just kind of thinking of more as like an amazing defensive play that amounted to nothing. <laughs> Um, in the grand scheme of things, how much better would that a play have been if we had won the freaking game? It would have been. He, he would be. He would be my player of the week. That's for sure. I mean that. I mean because yeah. if, if we had won that game by by four points, you know. I mean, or, or you know, then that that would have been that would have been the play that would have been the game winning play more or less. You play know what the, I mean? They would, yeah, play of the yeah. year, play of the century. Yeah, definitely, absolutely. Absolutely. It will be on highlight reels for a long time to come. I know that. Definitely. I know, I know, Matt, but I mean, like, still deep down inside, I know we lost the game. And so it just kind of bugs me. Like, I, awesome play. I'd rather have the W. There's a lot of, there's a lot of plays that get replays that get played that, that really bother me. Starting with a super certain Super Bowl play. But, you know, they, you know, so there's there's good replays and there's bad replays. So you're going to have to live with it, I guess. Oh, every a Patriots lot, fan knows that. that one bit. Lose, lose, uh, their, lose their greatness if, if the game results in a loss. There's a lot, a lot of plays that are great, but they like, say, who cares? We lost. The play has to be really, really great to over, to, to, you know, to, to gleam brighter than a loss. You know what I mean? Sure. Think about that, Jermaine. Think about that, uh, that uh, Jermaine Curse catch, the insane one that, that gave us the lead in the All Super Bowl. All of them were insane. Well, the specific Every, one where, like, he was guy. on his back and the ball was okay. juggled. You're still describing about, like, 90% of his catches. I swear I never saw that guy catch a, a ball that would hit him in the number. <laughs> I never saw that happen. It was always backwards, one-handed, falling down, somehow winding up inbounds, touchdown or something. It was weird. It was just – I that guy always blew my mind. I was waiting for us to cut him every year, but he kept coming through with those clutch, clutch, uh, you know, catches. So you couldn't really justify cutting him. <laughs> uh, he, he mentioned Tyler Lockett. He had a career day. I mean, and we still lost. I mean, are you ha- obviously we're happy for Lockett? But what, what, once once we hit overtime, in my opinion, it looked like we were tired and didn't seem to give a shit anymore. I mean, tell me your thoughts. Lockett, I mean, about Lockett having a great day. Why, why didn't we win in overtime? Abraham, you go first. Yeah, you you bring up the two hundred catches, or I'm sorry, two hundred yards, fifteen catches, three touchdowns. Fantastic, amazing. But I go back to like the Metcalf rundown of Buda Baker, and that's all fine and good. But my team didn't get the W. You know, if it's a matter of, if it's a matter of my team gets 300 yards on offense, but gets the win. I'll take that over 520 yards that they got and the loss. So in individual performance is fantastic, but I, but I root for the laundry guys. I root for, you know, I'm not, I I do play fantasy football, but I mean like I root for my home team and it's the win that matters. 
Right. Win at all costs. I mean, it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't really matter because it doesn't matter if you rush for a hundred yards or one yard. If you get the W, that's the only stat that matters, you know? So, you know, we, we've seen, we've seen quarterbacks that throw for, you know, 5,000 yards and don't get a ring out of it. You know what I mean? So it doesn't really matter what you do individually. Well, yeah, the, the, the best example that I keep coming back to in my mind is, uh, the Atlanta game, you know, Russ, Russ is obviously a deadbeat. He's, he's only thrown four touchdowns, but he's only, and, and, and 130 yards or something like that. It was like only like 180 yards passing. It was something ridiculous like that. He's clearly a deadbeat quarterback because on the other side of the ball, we've got Matt Ryan who's thrown for 480 yards and two touchdowns or something like that. That's a real quarterback. No, no, the yards don't matter. It's the W. Obviously, one quarterback, you know, won the game and one didn't. So who cares about his the stats? So much. Fair enough. A couple more questions before we talk about our, the, ne- next week's game. I don't know about you, but when David Moore had the holding penalty on, you know, Metcalf touch the touchdown in overtime, that pissed me off. I mean, what were your thoughts? Did it piss you off, or you just said, "Well, I, I, um, you know, my my deal with David Moore was is this, and I, and I, it, it was really unfortunate because I've been high on David Moore lately, um, and uh, the thing is, is that." we didn't need DK to score a touchdown on that play. Like it wasn't, I mean, it would have been great to walk off touchdown, you know, hooray, you know, great, you know, where the Seahawks, you know, we love, you know, blah, 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 great, great night, great night, night ends great. But we didn't need him to get into the end zone on that play. We just needed to get the first down and keep the drive alive. And it, it wasn't, a, it wasn't necessary for him to hold the defender he was blocking for DK to get that first down. The first down was going to be got regardless, just just by doing a reg, just by blocking within the confines of the rules. Now, you know, I know that when, you know, holding happens really every single play. When a player is blocking another player, he's got a hold of them. He's, he's grabbing them with his hands. And there's a certain, there's that, that certain little buffer of how much holding on you can do when he, when he decides to try to get off of you. And then when you got to let him go where they will or where don't, won't throw the flag, he just held him a little longer than he should have. But, um, I just feel like, okay, yeah, that hold is what got DK the touchdown. But we didn't need the touchdown. We just needed the first down. We All, all we need to do was get, just, get in range for Jason Myers and kick that field goal and we go home happy. Um, so that's really what bothered me about it. The hold wasn't necessary because the drive was going to continue after the first down. Fair enough. How about you, Matt? Yeah, I know. I, <laughs> you know, it's, it's frustrating. Um, but, you know, it's it's – and it wasn't necessary, but I, you know, I agree with, with everything Rob just said, you know, and, and, and sometimes you get a little, you, you get a little grabby and you get a little pushy and you cross that line and sometimes they let you get away with it. And, and yeah, he crossed the line and, and, and ultimately I think we deserved the penalty, but um, you know, I mean, it, He's young, and it it happens. It, it, the the uh, the job of the team is to then you know carry on and 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 go for the first down. That's what we needed was a first down, and that next play was the was, was not a not a great throw. No, <laughs> no. Uh, so yeah, so it, you know it, it's it, you know it, they, penalties happen, and you know learn, move on. And the bottom line is, is that, you know, the team needed to move on and the team didn't. Abraham. So I can sit here and I can agree with Rob. I can agree with Matt, but I refuse to do both at the same time. (laughs) So so rather, I'd like to divert the attention to uh, Mayoa. What the heck was this guy doing? Why was he vaulting over? Oh. Yeah. Why was he vaulting over the offensive line trying to block that? that field goal when that's a fundamental rule. You can't do that. What that that's a brain drain right there. That's a, that's a person not thinking about what they're doing. Whereas the holding penalty, sometimes your fingers just get caught up and these things happen and uh, whatever. We still had more plays that we could run after that. But I mean, to mm-hmm. give these cart this Cardinal team that's on, you know, this high right now that, you know, as they're making their comeback to give them, like an inch and to give them a shot at a touchdown, unforgivable, unforgivable. 
Yeah, I feel the same way about that. You've got to know that you can't vault over over the line on a, on a kick. I mean, you, you, how do you, how do you not how do you not know that? I mean, there there was so much there was so much you know such a big to do about it when they changed that rule, and it's happened so many times since the rule changed that you've got to just know that you can't do it. Like I guess the rule. I mean, if, if you can if you can figure a way to jump over the line without touching them, it's still legal, right? You just can't yeah, you, you put your hands on their back to vault yourself over, right? Yeah. You cannot so, use, you can't like climb over them or yeah, like that. Yeah. Right. Right. So, I mean, you gotta, uh, who was it that used to try and do that? Cam used to do that all the time. You can't chance, camps used to try to jump over the line, you know? Um, and, uh, um, he didn't just try. He successfully did it several successfully, times. Yeah. I think it was, I, I want to say it was against Carol, was it against Carolina. He did it one time, but, um, uh, you did but, it against um, Carolina, and then uh, actually, Bobby Wagner also did it against Arizona about three or four years ago. There you go. Yeah. So yeah, the fact that he didn't know that that wasn't okay, um, maybe yeah, maybe just a, a lapse in judgment or a brain fart or whatever you want to call it, but that certainly killed it because that gave him that they went down and scored a touchdown after that, and that was that was a big deal. All right. Um, next up is the running backs guys. We talk about this every week. Chris Carson and our lack of depth. And now we are down to DJ Dallas as our only healthy running back. Thoughts? I mean, are we concerned about all these injuries at the running back? Maybe not as much. Oh, sorry. I was just going to say, maybe not as much as years past. I don't like DJ Dallas. Um, I used to be a Travis Homer hater. Um, But I've seen a lot of progression from Homer and wish that he were the one that were healthy and not Dallas because I saw a big old whiff on DJ Dallas. When one of the rushers from the Cardinals came in late in the game, he just looked like he didn't know how to play this game. And I I don't have the trust in him. Um, But I'm not that worried because this is a pass offense now. So we're just going to throw it 70 times. Uh, yeah, I, I, yeah. And I hate to say it. Yeah. I agree with Abe. Um, yeah, I I saw that whiff on that block. Um, and I was, I I was, I was kind of dumbfounded. Like, cause it looked to me when you watch the replay, he looked at the rusher coming on and then looked (laughs) the other way while the guy ran right by him. So like, it was almost like, he's like, yeah, I'm not touching that. And like, he didn't want to block the guy, but I'm sure he probably just got lost in the game and it was huge, you know, you know, just, just to miss that block completely. Um, but uh, you know, I, I don't know. Do we not? We don't. We don't know that Carson is is uh, out for the game, right? He just didn't. He hasn't been practicing uh, yesterday or today, so I think he's I, he, he's not out yet, right? Is that he hasn't been right? officially ruled out yet? No. Okay. So same with same with Hyde and same with Homer. Right. They're all they're all questionable. So I'm going to go ahead and just keep my fingers crossed that hopefully one of those three guys will 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 you know will make the uh, will will suit up on uh, on Sunday and. Um, and it won't be just DJ Dallas. Uh, he, he, although I I have seen DJ Dallas, I think it was the Miami game. He had a, a couple of touches, and he looked he looked a little shifty. And he looked uh, he looked like he runs strong. So you know, if, if we can just get something positive out of the running game, if we can get three yards in the cloud of dust out of the running game, I think we'll be okay uh, as long as Russ continues to cook and the defense just I don't know just just shows up a little bit. Technically, mm-hmm. Carson, Hyde, and Homer are all questionable. That's what I said. Yeah. <laughs> Pay attention. Well, say any, it. Any, say it more emphatically, or even with a Shakespearean accent, and maybe I'll. Pay attention. Anyways, Matt, Matt, let's hear your quick thoughts about the running back situation. Emphatically, or with a Shakespearean well, accent. Emphatically, uh, yeah. um, I, I'm not going to. I'm not going to do a Shakespearean accent, but I will speak a little more emphatically. Uh, I DJ Dallas, by the way, is also a. On the injury report. So oh no! All four of them. Are you serious? Uh, yeah, but he but he was he he did participate fully in practice, and he's going to be ready. But he okay. is he does have a like a banged up arm apparently. Um, no, I I'm not too worried. We're we're a pass first offense, uh, and you know we 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 pass and we run a little bit, and we you know I mean they'll make adjustments. We still have Nick Belor, the fullback. Um, who we barely use, but I, I'd love to see us use the fullback more. Um, maybe, maybe, maybe this will be our opportunity to. Um, we'll, we'll bring back. We'll make maybe we'll make fullbacks cool again and make everyone go, "Wow, we should really have a fullback in our offense," oh and then everyone will be just us. Oh my God, I forgot Belor's on the team. 
Yeah, he's still around. There you go. <laughs> he's there. And so we have two running backs, basically, right now, fully healthy. One's a fullback, but they're both, you know, they can both take the ball and run with it. Fullbacks can, yeah. I mean, look at the Niners. They use their fullback every once in a while, and they seem to do pretty well with the running game. With that said, Seahawks play the 49ers on Sunday, and I believe they're favored by three. Let's hear your thoughts about the game, starting with you, Abe. Oh, I think the Seahawks being favored is a wrong, wrong way to go. I don't have I don't have the full confidence that Dunlap, Harrison, and Adams can make this game. So I'm super duper worried that we're gonna make yet another Yabo quarterback look like an all star. Um Jimmy G, I think, is gonna play. And yeah. I don't know if we're going to get the pass rush. I don't know if the, I don't know if our pass rush is going to hit and you know, I don't know if we can be optimistic until another week from now. Like it, it just doesn't seem like this is the week where it's going to work. Now on the offensive side, I expect to light up. I think Richard Sherman's out for this game. So I expect to light, light them up a little bit. Um, but it's going, it's, it's going to be a toss up for me. It's a flip of the coin. It's not, it's not a three point advantage. I don't feel good with that. Yeah. Uh, I think, I mean, I think you get the, the um, obligatory three point, you know, advantage there in the spread just because you're playing at home. I mean, if you get two teams that are, that are, you know, more or less, you know, you know, equal. they're close to each other and, and yeah, they're close, they're equal and you gotta, you're going to give the three points to the, to the home team. Um, but, um, but, uh, yeah, no, I, I, I feel in this game, if, if we can keep Russell clean, um, I think he has a really good chance of, like you said, Abe, uh, tearing up that, that San Francisco secondary. Um, uh, if we're, if we cannot, uh, if Russell, if Russell is, is running around for his life or if he's getting sacked, that could, you know, that's not going to bode well for us. Um, defensively, the 49ers running game seems to be, you know, uh, you know, getting strong again. And uh, we've seemed to become susceptible to the run. The first four games, you know, of the year, um, you know, we were closing out the. I mean, we were shutting down the run. But you know, again, we're talking about us playing with the lead, and and so it's made teams one-dimensional. I think teams may have realized that okay, like just keep on running the ball because they're not going to be able to stop you all game. Um, but um, yeah, I, I think if, if we can keep Russell from uh, from you know having to pick himself up off the ground multiple times, um, the offense will be able to move the ball down the field. Um, so I'm not worried about us scoring points against them. Um, but, yeah, it's going to – I mean, I think everything – at this point, everything comes down to our defensive production. We've got to get to Jimmy G, um, and, and we've got we've to figure out something. I don't know if we start blitzing the – get blitzing it off the corner or, or what. I don't know if we, <laughs> what we need to do. Send Dunbar down there off the corner or something like that. We've got to do something to get the quarterback off their spot and, and, and force them into some mistakes. Otherwise, every game is going to be a long game, no matter how many points you score. Rob, are you not feeling very good? Oh, sorry to interrupt. I was going to say, Rob, are you not feeling very good about uh, Dunlap playing this game then? No, no, I'm I'm looking forward to I'm looking forward to seeing them play. I'm just saying that do I think that the addition of one player um, can it make a difference? Sure. You look at Jadavion Clowney last year. You know, he he seemed to not be doing a whole lot at first, but then as you as as the weeks went on, you realized that he was really being a force, whether he was making the play or not. He was opening things up for other people, and, and, and the pass rush was coming alive with him being on the field. Um, so I think the same thing is possible with Dunlap. Um, you know, but we have been literally, literally historically bad. So am I expecting a night and day difference with this addition of one player? Uh, I'm not going to put all my eggs in that basket. Uh, real quick, uh, you mentioned Dunlap, but what I read online was he's got to go through the COVID protocol. So, yeah, I don't think he's available to like week eight or week nine. Oh, oh perfect. Yeah. Eight. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yep. Um, you, in your analysis, Rob, you mentioned about the running game. I mean, the 49ers are out. Tevin Coleman, Raheem Mozart, they're out. They're on the IL uh, or whatever they called it in football. But they have Jarek McKinnon and Michael Hasty at running back. Can the Seahawks defensive line stop these two no names? Uh, well, uh, Jarek McKinnon. I mean, I don't know if he would be a no name. Uh, uh, I mean, uh, he's a, he's a he's a real name. <laughs> where, is, where is he from? Tell me. And I never heard of him. So uh, Jarek McKinnon. Where did he play before? Jarek McKinnon was in. Um, 
was he was he I want to say was he in Kansas City? Well, Where he, was Jared McKinnon at? He was a Minnesota Viking. Yeah, Minnesota Viking. Thank you. Yeah, it was Minnesota. And he played Viking. for Georgia Southern before that. Okay. Yeah, so Jerry McKinnon, he he's he's uh he's he's pretty he's he's got some you know some some skills there at the running back position. Um but you know what 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 last week anyway it showed, you know, the Niners the Niners ran the ball well and it uh and it didn't matter who was running the football. I mean they, they went in there and ran rough out over New England and I don't know if that's a testament to you know how well they were playing or how poor New England was. Um but um I think uh I uh I think that the, the running game, you know, has been a, a, a suspect for us the last couple of weeks. And so I'm, I'm very, um, I think it was, what's the other running back's name they have out there in, um, in, in Frisco? Hasty. 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 Jermichael Hasty. No, yeah. he's the old, he's the Baylor running back from last year, right? I don't he's know. I'm thinking, yeah. of, I'm thinking of a different guy. Um, Are you thinking about he, the fullback? Are you thinking about Coleman, who doesn't exist anymore? No. Are you thinking about the fullback with the unpronounceable name? He ran all over New England on Sunday. Oh, the fullback. Yeah, the fullback with the unpronounceable name. Kyle Justin. No, 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 no. No, no. It was uh, Jeff Wilson. Jeff Wilson. Oh, Wilson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He got hurt 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 during the game. He might be back. Oh, is he out? He could be. I did did see him go off the field during the game, but he might be back. I said it wasn't aware that yeah he he was he had 112 yards on uh, and three touchdowns on 17 carries so <laughs> like uh, so I was talking about an, a, you know a no name guy yeah, you know, and they were running running you know the ball well with in that uh, Frisco offense so um, yeah I mean hopefully hopefully you know big body snacks and and um, and and Dunlap will be able to you know help us out there um, but if we can't stop the run um, you know an offense that can be balanced against us. Is, is, is no good. The defense is not good enough to stop balance. Now, we can force a team to be one-dimensional and they got to throw the ball. Our, our defense being opportunistic, which it is, um, you know, we'll, we'll be able to help us out there. But if they have balance, it's going to be tough. Okay. How, how, how about you, Matt? Your thoughts on the game this Sunday? Well, um, yeah, I really like McKinnon as a running back, personally, but I don't necessarily fear the rushing attack. Um, the uh, the guy you were just talking about, um, you Wilson. said Wilson. Wilson. Wilson's on the IR, oh, um, and so yeah, they're down to Hasty and 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 McKinnon, um, which isn't necessarily the greatest duo behind there. But I do like McKinnon. I think he's a good running back. They are going to miss their number one wideout though. Miss uh, Samuel came back, and then he's back out again. Uh, and so that's that's hurting their depth there. Of course, they've always got Kittle, but who's really their main target, to be honest. But um, no, I um, I'm not I'm not too concerned about about them. I think I think us by three might be under lowballing it a little bit. Um, I think Jimmy G is showed who he really was earlier this season when he lost his job. God, Matt, you really and, hate Jimmy G, don't you? I really don't like Jimmy G. Um, it's I just don't I, I don't see it. Let me you, just say I just you've don't actually see called it. his backups better than him, right? Uh, I I am personally a big fan of Nick Mullins, and I like CJ Bitar too with the way I, the way he plays. I like both of the backups to be honest. I think they play hard, and I like them. Um, but yeah, I can see why they're starting Jimmy because he's making all that money. Um, but uh, they also have um, maybe the best second, best center in the uh, in, in the NFL right now. But I'm, I'm heavily biased, so I'll, I'll I'll stop talking about that. Is it um, is it Joe Nash? <clears throat> it's not, it's not Joe Nash. That's defensive tackle. Oh, sorry, that's defensive tackle. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, Blaine. Uh, what was his name? Uh, Blair Bush. I meant to say Blair. Blair Bush. Bush yeah. My apologies. <laughs> mm-hmm. Anyway. Uh, uh, no, I'm not, I'm not too worried. I think I think they're 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 heavily depleted uh, by injuries, and I I don't really expect too much from them. I think we might it might it might turn into a series that we split on the season. You know, we take one and they take the other. But uh, you know, in terms of of overall, as far as a threat of a team, I just don't see it this year. It's just it's just an issue with the defense being so bad. Honestly, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be uber confident if we went into a game against the the, the Seattle Dragons 
you know, I think it will come down to the fourth quarter. Yeah, that's true. So, you know, so uh, if we don't, if we don't have um, uh, Dunlap yet, because yeah, I just found a note that yeah, he is. He is not going to be able to play this week because he's uh, he's on the intake protocol for COVID. So, yeah, so we're not going to have him yet. So that we're still going to be weak. Yeah, weak. I, Jimmy G is mediocre, maybe slightly above mediocre. But if you give him, if you give any NFL quarterback, you know, ten seconds back there, they're they're going to find people. Oh yeah, unless Absolutely. unless they're unless they're Russell Wilson in the first quarter of like three or four games this year, where we were giving him like fifteen seconds and then he was getting sacked, and I was just <laughs> screaming at the television. Um, this just in: Jimmy G just tweeted that he's not a fan of Matthew Page, so I just wanted to share That's that. Cool. That's where, cool. Where can I like? Ever, where can I, I like and him, follow I, him? Um, <laughs> if I ever if I ever meet him, we'll do a high five of hatred. It's all good, and have a beer. Well, I should. <laughs> yeah. I'll that's not quality uh, judgment hating me. Uh, some of our fans have told me that they like when we do predictions. Can I get a prediction from each of you for this Sunday's game? Go ahead, Abe. Uh, <laughs> sorry, I got caught off guard here. Um, Matt was talking about meeting Jimmy G, and I remember the time that I met uh, Sanchez. Uh, you remember the quarterback Sanchez, Mark Sanchez? Yeah. Sanchez? Yeah, I met his uncle at a party. I did oh. not know that was his uncle. And Did you I, discuss the butt fumble? No, what I discussed is that he was a terrible quarterback, and <laughs> I'm glad that he's on the 49ers, and I hope that he starts so the Seahawks can beat him. And Whoa. and my friend was like, that's that's his uncle. Mm-hmm. And I was like, <laughs> nice cool. to meet you. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I stand by my comments. <laughs> I hope you don't take them personally. That's um, funny. But one time I got I got trolled. I got trolled by Alex Smith one time. I uh, no know, way. From, yeah, he, he's uh, he's from the uh, he's from the San Diego area, and um, and uh, I was this is many many years ago. Uh, I was still pretty new to San Diego, and uh, um, I was working doing security down at the NBC uh, studio building downtown San Diego, and um, and Alex Smith was in town. Um, to talk about one of his charity foundations, the charity organizations he has in the area. And um, I'm like, they're like, oh, Alex Smith is here. I'm like, get out of here. That's Alex Smith. So I'm out there and I'm looking at Alex Smith. And first of all, I'm, I'm like, I'm posturing up next to him because I'm like, Alex Smith is not that, not that big at all. I'm, I'm, I'm easily as big, if not bigger than Alex Smith. <laughs> and I'm like, this guy plays quarterback in the NFL? Like, what? So uh, when, he, when I got him, when I, I kind of got him by, by himself in the lobby, I said, hey, Alex. I said, "How are you doing, man?" I said, "Hey, hey, my name is Robert, man. I'm, uh, you know, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm a Seahawks fan, man, but I'm, but, I, but I, I'm a fan of yours too, which is a complete lie." Um, <laughs> <laughs> he said, "I don't want to, I don't want to bug you, man. But is it cool? Can I get your autograph?" He's like, "Sure." So I gave him, uh, uh, he gave, I gave him a notepad, um, you know, with like the station, um, you know, uh, what do you call it? The um, stationery, the stationery, yeah, and uh, and he signed it. And I told him I was a Seahawks fan, so he trolled me. He goes, he writes Alex Reds' name with his number, and he wrote, Go Niners on it. And I was like, get out of here, man. (laughs) (laughs) That's my my meeting a football player story right there. Awesome. You had that one coming. Yeah. Um, Yeah, yeah, you did. Anyways, predictions, please. Oh, predictions. Predictions. Uh, I actually had the Seahawks losing this one, if I remember right from our predictions last week. I said back-to-back losses, which isn't a normal Seahawk thing, and I understand that, but I'm going to go against conventions because our cavalry on you know coming over the hill in Jamal Adams, Harrison, and Dunlap, I think is still a week away. I don't if they if they're not there, I'm I'm okay with just punting this game. Put us at five and two. That's fine. Let's get the healthy guys back. Let's not get anybody else injured, and then we'll just take it from there. Ooh, I got to disagree with uh, Abe, uh, which is no surprise. Um, I think we win this game. I think we come out in this game a little bit upset about how it, how, how the uh, Arizona game, um, you know, panned out. Um, I think we still see the same, you know, glaring holes that we, that we have. Um, but I think Russell Wilson doesn't throw three picks in this game. Um, I think he's a lot more careful with the ball, a lot more measured, um, you know, a lot better concentration. Not that he was 
not that he was just all over the place. Uh, I think he was just pressing um, uh, toward the end, especially that 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 piggy threw in overtime. I think it was just him just pressing. Um, I think Russell uh, has a much more. Russell had a great day, but I think he has a much cleaner day minus those three picks. Um, I think he has a pass rating uh, well over a hundred in this game. Um, I think the defense just does just enough, um, and now we. We probably win this game not too far off the spread. I say it's probably going to look like a little bit of a small, a small tier shootout. Um, maybe uh, you know, twenty eight, you know, twenty eight, twenty twenty four, something like that. Matt, uh, I have to agree with Rob. I think we're going to be playing angry. I think we're going to be upset over the mistakes we made. I think the people are going to come rededicated and and. Abe makes a good point about the about the cavalry still, you know, the cavalry is at the top of the hill. We can see them. They're coming, but they're not here yet. So we're, you know, we're we're still kind of playing with one hand behind our back maybe. But I think we're going to be playing angry, and I think we're going to win. And I think we're going to win by, eh, we'll call it, we'll call it 31 to 24. All right. And I definitely do not agree with Abraham. I agree with you guys. And- <laughs> Um, is I, I is that on principle or is this an actual <laughs> football reason? Both. Both. Yes. yes. <laughs> and I'm being very, yes. very emphatic about it, too. So. Um, Can you do it in a Shakespearean I, accent, though? <laughs> no, no. Not tonight, anyway. Um, 41 to 31, I think. It'll, I think it'll be high scoring, as always, and we will win convincingly. Um, before we wrap it up, I have one question for Rob. We talked about this last week. And I, I, I'm an itching to ask you because I want your opinion on it. Are you happy that Antonio Brown is not a Seahawk? No, no, I'm very upset that Antonio Brown is not a Seahawk. What? Um, well, yeah. to say. Right. I, you know, <laughs> I, I am not happy that Antonio Brown is um, is not a Seahawk. I, I mean, I, I get why everybody um, was you know, on, you know, either on the fence or completely against Antonio Brown coming to Seattle. He's a cancer. He's this, he's that. No, well, Antonio Brown is, at least when he left the league, was the best receiver in football. And, you know, uh, the we typically, you know, we have that kind of environment in Seattle where we can take some guys who may have some trouble and, and, and give them an opportunity to, to produce and, and, and win our, in our, in our atmosphere, um, in our culture. If they, if they don't, if they don't, you know, sign up and sign on, then they'll be gone. And I'm and I'm okay with taking that risk uh, for a guy who, I mean, you just put him on the field that you can do nothing but produce. And I was really excited for Antonio Brown to potentially be part of this team. Um, and I'm and even more mad that now he's catching balls from Tom Brady. So um, yeah, no, I, I would have. I think I would have rather had Antonio Brown uh, catching passes from from Russell Wilson for sure. I was excited about it, and I'm disappointed it didn't happen. Well, you might still get your chance because it sounds like Bruce Arians really doesn't want him on the team. Oh, really? It sounds yeah. like every everything Bruce Arians has said is basically like, if he steps out of line, I'm firing him. I don't care. It sounds like Tom Brady stepped in and said, well, I want this player. We're going to go get him. And the GM and the owner went, oh, it's Tom Brady. He knows what he's talking about. Okay, let's go sign him. And they got him. When... When they're, frozen, they're building a fantasy team for Tom Brady is what they're doing. When Frozen Toes himself takes that buccaneer ship and sinks it like Terrell Owens sinked his own career in eight different teams in this league. I will laugh and I'll laugh and I might go to Rob English's Facebook page and laugh there. Um, I might, (laughs) I might go to the tallest hill in Seattle in West Seattle at high point and laugh from there. You know, I'm just going to have a great old time and watch him just, destroy another opportunity right now. DK Metcalf is a better football player than Antonio Brown. And we don't need Antonio Brown. I'm just saying, imagine DK Metcalf, Antonio Brown and Tyler Lockett on the field at the same time. That's like, no, that's like saying, imagine, imagine Jesus, Buddha and the, and Satan on the same team. Okay, they all got superpowers, but I don't need Satan on the team. I'm good with <clears throat> I'm good with Lockett and Metcalf. Team. 
Imagine the team that would be, though. <laughs> <laughs> well, Buddha's pretty out of shape. So I don't know how good that'd be. Yeah, that's true. Buddha has never never gone across the middle. Yeah, on on a crossing pattern. That's a good point. Buddha would be good to play fullback. Buddha would be fullback. Yeah. Maybe that's our pass rusher. We need to call him. Um, yeah. There you go. <laughs> All right. Time for a quick shout out. I want to start. Um, we, we do have several loyal listeners, believe it or not, and I just want to say thank you to Eric Ryder, Phil Mann, and Dave Chambers. They're three of our loyal listeners, and I always appreciate the feedback that you guys give, so thank you for that. Uh, Matt, do you have any shout-outs? Uh, yeah, I wanted to shout-out to one uh, Soul Man Solak, who, rumor has it, his birthday is tomorrow. What? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank Happy you. birthday, old man. Thank and, you. Uh, you know, Carry on. Appreciate that. 49. Yeah, if you want to know, I'm 49. Wow. So you're, you're, you're really old then, right? Yeah, I am. <laughs> so you're below the, what was it? What, what were we calling it? What is it? Hanging Chad that comes next? Is that what's next? <laughs> <laughs> is, that, is that where he's at, Abraham? Sure. <laughs> about you? Rob, do you have any shout outs? <laughs> yes, I, I'll give, I'll give one shout out to, my 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 youngest daughter turned five years old yesterday, so I want to give a shout out awesome. to Aubrey English, and she has a quick message for the team, real quick. Go Seahawks! Oh, <laughs> go Seahawks! There we go. Raising her right. That's what yeah. I hear. Yeah. <laughs> Tell her she's hosting the show next week. That's All right, I'll, 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 get I'll get her prepped for it. All right. Hey, hey SoCal Seahawks, you gotta you gotta plug your show too. Oh yeah, yeah. Tune in, tune in to, <laughs> tune in to uh, short yardage uh, for my for my weekly um, and sometimes twice a weekly. Um, uh, you know, inside on the Seahawks, you can catch me on uh, Spotify, Podbean, Apple Podcasts, and get my uh, unlicensed professional opinion. And uh, I got to get you guys in the show too here pretty soon, so look out for that. Awesome, right on. Uh, yeah, and for my my shout out this week, I just want to say that uh, Halloween is within our own, you know, spirit, within our souls. And it's, if we can't get to the parties that we'd normally go to, if we can't go get the candy that we normally go to, get, just keep that spirit in your soul. Keep the fun alive in your own lives here in the COVID uh, era. And I want all you guys to go out there, check out SoCal Seahawks podcast. Check out all our great content at www.seattlesportsunion.com as well. Check us out on Facebook. Like us, in fact. We're likable, I think. Um, most yeah, of us I think, are. I think we're nice. I, I like us. <laughs> <laughs> and as well, go ahead and check us out on Twitter at Seattle Sports U, where Brian, the Soul Man Solak, posts all his great content. And of course, every week here on Thursdays, check out our podcast on iTunes, Spotify, and Podbean, Seattle Sports Union's weekly podcast. I want to thank you to Rob the Soul Man, or Rob the SoCal Seahawk for joining us, Matthew Page for joining us, and the man with the plot and the man with the plan, the man crossing the river sticks with his tow truck in tow. That is <laughs> Brian the Soul Man Solak. Have a great day, guys. Go Hawks. Go Hawks. Just close it out.